Are you ready? Say it like that, then your toes won't hurt. <laughs> <laughs> One, two, three, and four. Welcome to my so-called healing podcast, where we are always unfiltered and unapologetic. Navigating life's messes as modern-day women. I'm Brooke. And I'm Anna, and we're so glad you're here. Welcome to the show. Welcome. <laughs> hey, question. That's our third welcome to the show because of technical difficulties. So Have you ever welcome. gotten like 20 minutes into recording an episode and then realized that it wasn't actually recording? It happens to us more than it should. <laughs> Literally just happened. <laughs> I went to welcome. look <laughs> at our time and I was like, it's not recording. Then we looked at the, she's like, well, how much did it get of it? And I'm like, three minutes? Three minutes. Re-recording. And I'm pretty sure we were like at least 20 minutes. Oh, for sure we were. It was good, too. It was good. God damn it. Anyways, welcome for the third time. (gasps) Welcome to my so-called healing podcast. I'm Brooke. I'm Anna. And we're glad you're here. Yes. Um, Go head to the website, mysocalledhealing.com, and you know, subscribe there, but also leave us a voicemail, shoot us a little instant message there so that you can give us topics that we you'd be interested in us talking about and yeah. shedding some light on if we attempting to attempting shed, to shed attempting some light, to on. Shed light on. So that'll be a good uh, a good little yeah. jive between us and you all. I yes. think it'll be fun. We'd like to hear from you. So, so hit us up. Anna's in a bad mood. I am um, not in a bad she's mood. She's a bad attitude about life because of her hair, and she didn't get it fixed, and so now I have to deal with a bad attitude. She just said, I'm not going to feel, I'm not going to be normal until I get my hair done. And she said, I just made an appointment with the hair lady, and I said, uh, in January, because... January 12th, to be exact. Yeah. She's like, yeah, I'm like, so I just have to deal with you in a, in a bad mood until then? Okay, but... Yeah, I do. <laughs> I cannot be the only girl that, like, I don't know, your hair in a lot of ways is kind of your identity to a degree, right? Yeah, but y- see, here's the thing. I if mean, you have shitty share hair. the backstory on this little scenario here. She said she didn't like it, and I said, Anna, I've lived 5,000 lives, and in my past <laughs> life, I was a hairdresser. And did you know that it's like a law? If you tell the hairdresser, that you are unhappy and they messed it up, not just because you don't like it, but because, first of all, the picture that she gave looks nothing. She's not incorrect on how she's feeling about it. And she said, well, I reached out to her and she didn't reach back out, so I got nervous. (laughs) Okay, for the record, first of all, I just need to make a note at the fact that I even reached out to her in the first place and told her I wasn't happy because I feel like that is a big step for me. That's That's uncomfortable. I don't do that. I'm a people pleaser mm-hmm. at nature. So that was that was uncomfortable. So I did that, but she didn't reply. And then I didn't reach, reach back, back out. out. Okay. Because that was for sure. Like, Because then all I was thinking about was, like, if I call the salon, like you said, too, then I'm going to have to sit in her chair for, like, another hour or two, and it's just going to be really awkward because I got her in trouble. Like, this is the story that my, my head was creating. <laughs> So instead, I'm just going to not like my hair for the next three months. I'm going to be in a bad, weird mood, bad energy until January 12th, everybody. That's the version of Anna we're getting. 
for the next six weeks. Buckle up, people. Eight <laughs> weeks, actually. It's like two months, literally. Well, I told Alex to let me know if she had any openings that, you know, cancellations. So, Alex, if you're listening, help a sister out. Alex, I made my appointment before her, so do not help her out before you help me. <laughs> <laughs> Alex is not the one who messed up my hair, too. I'm going to throw yeah, that no, out there. You know. something else. But... I anyways, think, anyways, we're talking about boundaries today. <laughs> Speaking of boundaries, stay Speaking on the schedule. Boundaries. Stay on the schedule. Don't get distracted. <laughs> what is happening? Thank you. How did the TV turn on? I don't know. I don't think it's my energy. I think there is some other energy happening in this house Probably. that is causing technical difficulties and <sighs> randomly turning the TV on. I tell you what, if the, this goes south again, we're not recording anymore. <laughs> it's <today>. our sign <laughs> to, to scratch it for the day. And So holidays are coming, and we're talking about boundaries because a lot of people uh, don't like their families, <laughs> and they struggle Facts. with not feeling stressed and negative and yucky feelings. Anxiety anxiety about going to Thanksgiving, Christmas, holiday, whatever, Hanukkah. Um, and Thanksgiving, and we're airing this the week the week of Thanksgiving because Thanksgiving is the most traveled holiday in the United States. So more people go home and deal with families on this particular holiday coming mm-hmm. up. So it's important that people know that they have an option, a choice. They can make a choice to set some boundaries and not be so overwhelmed this year by their families. And I'm not saying that's going to be easy because family dysfunction runs deep, right? Like yeah. generation after generation after generation of just repeated shit that's just stuck in our DNA basically at this point. So mm-hmm. getting past the belief system and knowing that you might upset your mother and those things are all things you're going to have to come to terms with. But it is a choice and it will get better and it does get better because you feel relief and start to get more confident and feel better and less overwhelmed and less anxious and everyone wins because you're the best version of yourself. It's just kind of getting through the first beginning the stages. uncomfortable, yeah. yeah. The little, like you said, like there's going to be some pushback more than likely. And yeah. Oh, you're going to be like totally ostracized. I mean, people, families, systems do not like to be shaken up. And uh, no. No, they our brains operate on. We like to know the outcome and the end result, and uh, you doing Certainty, this is not familiarity. You know, yeah. you doing this is not giving us what we're looking for. So, but it's all good as long as you stick to the boundary. So Anna was saying that she felt boundaries were. You used the word standard. Yeah, yeah, and the episode that didn't record but that's okay she said what is it you said it's Um, like a standard it's like the you set boundaries based on the standards you have for yourself on what you will and will not accept in relationships and conversations and life whatever yeah and i said now that's accurate and it makes it fits perfectly except i don't like the word standards because it sounds kind of um coming from a negative place whereas it's your beliefs and your values right like it comes from your belief in yourself and your the values that you hold to uphold with yourself, what you will and will not accept and tolerate from other people. Mm-hmm. Now, lots of people think boundaries are selfish, and they are not. They are selfless, okay? Very, very selfless. Yes. 
emphasis on the less. But the family systems will try and, and say, you're being you'll, selfish. You're being selfish. Yeah. Why are you doing this to your sister? She's doing all this hard work, having this Thanksgiving. Like, I mean, whatever it is, you're yeah. going to get pushback. No, so sure. it's just a change. It's something new, and people have to adjust to it. Yeah. So I think the first point that I wanted to drive home was just that um, accepting for yourself that you are enough, that you are worthy enough to set boundaries for. Mm-hmm. Um, lots of us put ourselves on the very bottom rung of our little ladder of hierarchy of needs, and um, that's we're actually supposed to be at the top. Yes. Um, I had someone say once, and it just made, it's no, nothing new, not reinventing the wheel, but it was like, it hit me like a while, a couple years ago, just like, you know, you're the star. If your life is a movie, you're the star of your own movie. And you yeah. come in alone and you go out alone. And everything in between is just experiences that you have. But ultimately, you are the star of your movie. So quit being a background person. An and extra or yeah, whatever. Yeah, yeah, like and start treating yourself like the star of your own life because you are the main character. I've never heard it put that way, but I like it. That's a good way to like. It's easy to kind of right because then you hear that and you're like, oh yeah, yeah, makes sense, perfect sense. Yes, I like it. I like it too. So um, then you said, okay. So I said you are enough. Um, we're trying to recreate it because it was a really good episode. And then you said you heard someone just today say what? Um, oh. Oh, wait, no, we said, what's an example of a boundary? Like, and you said a conversational boundary. Yes. So if someone, like, you have a family member that's asking you a question that you're not comfortable answering. So, like, first thing that comes to head, my mind, because this was used this morning. Um, why Why did you get a divorce? Why are you divorced? I literally am going to find out who this person is, because that's, I'm not kidding. Is that I mean, literally verbatim, word for verbatim, word? Verbatim the newsletter. Oh. That's... Anyways, um, so anyways, and I so, said, Anna, th- okay, so you say, say they ask you about your divorce, you're yes, not comfortable. so you're not comfortable, so a way to approach it is to flip the script and basically say, why are you asking me that? Why do you want to know? Because and, it catches that person off guard. They're not going to expect you to ask that question. It's in your tone and delivery, right? Don't come at it as no, an aggressive. And I said, it's an argument starter, so yeah. I don't agree with it. But that's okay. If that works for you, that's fine. I like to, I don't want to sneak around things, but I like to wrap things up nicely with a bow. And I feel like in a lot of instances, if you're in a conversation with four people in your family and someone asks you something, why are you asking me that is going to ignite. Yeah. Between multiple people, you know, maybe with strangers for sure, people who don't really know you, Mm -hmm. it's an easier concept than I think with familial holiday situations. I think. No, it makes sense. Because you do, you're going to have like, what the hell's wrong with you, your brother? Like, you know, I mean, it just is, it's allowed and it's tolerated. And if that's a way that would work for you, that's wonderful. I just think it works better in a scenario, a work type scenario. Right. Where you're not in such an intimate relationship with the people. And also, I'm going to credit where the credit is due because that was literally in Terry Cole's newsletter today and her video and her podcast. So whoever is spinning this as their own material is copyright uh, taking. And I'm not going to not give credit to the person who actually wrote it. So um, Terry Cole, the boundary queen. Shout out to you, Terry Cole. Um, She's known, I mean, worldwide for uh, creating a boundary system and a boundary, um, you know, 
X, Y, and Z guide to how to set boundaries. I mean, therapists all over the world use her stuff. My husband included mm-hmm. plays videos of yeah, her all she's the time. Great. Yeah. So, um, anyways, that's where that was from this morning. And not um, my clubhouse room, apparently. <laughs> um. So that, but that makes the flipping of the script would work, I think, in a professional setting. Either way, you are entitled to say, um, I'm not comfortable yeah. with that question, or this I'm not comfortable whatever, answering yeah. that right now, or uh, whatever you want to respond to that with is good. Yeah. If it works for you, it works for you. Yeah. What works for me doesn't always work for her. You know, typically it does, but usually, sometimes it doesn't. Yeah. Um, so that being said, knowing that you're enough, setting these boundaries, and then boundaries, so, okay, boundaries only work. You have to set them, say them, speak them to people. Like Anna just did a beautiful job. Why are you asking me that? Or, you know, like, don't not yeah. comfortable with the question. So you set the boundary, but boundary isn't a boundary unless you have a consequence to it. So it's the consistency of upholding the standard. Mm-hmm. And if you do this, this will happen. So you you tell people, like with that question, an uncomfortable question, um, if you ask me another question that I'm not, you know, that's out of line or too personal, um, I'm going to have to leave this conversation. Yeah. That's the consequence. Now, if you don't follow through with it, mm-hmm. it's not a boundary. Oh, yeah. You're just wasting your breath talking about stuff that nobody thinks that you're serious about. Right. So it's making sure that you're consistent because boundaries fail and people struggle with them so often because of the consistency. Yeah. Right? Yeah. And I think it's important also for the second point of our topics today is just that when you set a boundary or when you decide the boundaries, because Anna, oh, you know what? You did mention in the one that didn't get recorded, (laughs) you made a very valid point about like, you know, it gets awkward stating boundaries. And I said, well, if you... What did you say? Because I responded with, but if you have boundaries set and instilled already that you, you're kind of flexing your muscle, you don't always have to say when you walk into a room with a boundary <laughs> sign, like, do These not do this, uh, or I will this. Like, you don't need to just be outright with everyone. You yeah. sort of, they just become a part of your identity and who you are because yeah. you will not tolerate that behavior towards you any longer yeah right yeah I think like you said when you become so secure and grounded in yourself and and your self-worth and what you know that you will and will not tolerate it it hopefully comes naturally from that you're not speaking from <laughs> not experience. speaking from not speaking from experience <laughs> still a work in progress over here <laughs> Boundaries and I, we've got a, you know, it's a little I'm bit dying. of. A <laughs> um, <laughs> but I am not the boundary queen. Well, no, I mean, here they're hard. Boundaries are hard. There's a reason why so many people struggle with them because people have misconception from see, watching social media. Some faux expert giving some stealing someone else's <laughs> material, but then also stating things that aren't true and that aren't relevant to a boundary like that has nothing to do with boundaries why are you telling people to do that yeah. boundaries are cut and dry they're not they don't have the emotion attached to them right mm-hmm. um it's how you 
integrate them into your life. I think that's part of the problem is that people attach the emotion to them, which makes it 10 times harder. Because you're dealing with difficult relationships and you've never thought that you were worth enough to stand up for yourself. Oh, yeah. So when you start standing up for yourself and taking your time seriously and, like, not letting people infringe, Mm -hmm. it's hard because people are like, wait, where's the fucking doormat that was here a week ago? (laughs) I mean, seriously. Yeah. I mean, I think uh, part of, too, why people struggle with, Uh, setting boundaries is like the fear of loss like they're afraid that they're gonna if they set a boundary they're gonna lose that having that person in their life so they'd rather accept the bare minimum because minimum is better than nothing at all well and again yeah exactly goes back to the they don't think they're worth sticking around right yeah but i think on top of the loss is the pushback that you get from setting them if you have gone let's say you're my age we'll give a number in between ann and i let's say you're 35 and you have never set boundaries before and you've done all this work like Anna has done and I have done and you've really worked on like healing trauma and taking this journey towards like personal growth and you say, you know, I'm coming to Thanksgiving but I'm going to stay at a hotel, right? Mm -hmm. That's going to, your parents are going to be like, what the fuck? Yeah. And your sister's going to call you and your brother's going to call you for the majority of people. Mm -hmm. Like, why are you doing this to mom? What are you doing? Because you are doing yes. something totally different than you've ever done in your entire existence. Well, and they, they take it, too. I think a lot of times people take boundaries as a personal attack on themselves, you know, when... No, they're not in a In a lot of ways, it's not... In some ways, it's about them, but it's mostly... It's about you, yeah. right? Like, it may be their actions that are causing you to set that boundary, but at the end of the day, it's about you. Well, yeah, they're not personal at all with the other people. They're personal for you Mm -hmm. and what you want your life to look like in if you want to have a abundant, energetic, happy life without this gunk that people slime you with. Mm -hmm. Well, I think, too, part of the problem with families is, like, you easily revert back into, like, the, the roles that you played growing up, right? So, like, child version of you. 100%. And... So then it's even harder, I think, for especially parents to respect boundaries that their kids set. 100%. My parents are always like, what? No. (laughs) (laughs) I mean, seriously. I mean, my dad would treat me like a 17-year-old, and my husband's biggest complaint is my kids just follow in line. (laughs) Like, we're all, like, just getting told what to do by my mom and dad. And he's like, what the fuck? Like, this is not how... Wait, what? We're (laughs) grown-ups. You and me, we're in our 40s. We're grown-ups. And I'm like, we are? (laughs) What? I forgot. Yeah, because you feel like you're that 17-year-old, 12-year-old, whatever age. You feel like you are. So think about if that's the year that some type of trauma happened, like how difficult that would be to ride, honestly, the Mm -hmm. boundary setting. Like how hard and difficult. So props to anyone who's able to implement them with, you know, your family dynamic systems. Mm-hmm. They're 10 times easier to set in your workplace and, you know, with Sandra in HR, like, than <laughs> your coworker, your teammate, whatever, okay, like, yeah. than your family. Because your family knows you best and they're literally, it's your entire lifespan, right? Mm-hmm. So it's yeah. difficult. Well, I think, I mean, I guess, yes, in some ways your family knows you best, but they're more than anything is this, like, it feels like almost like an obligation because their family, we feel like, we, I don't know, that it's not okay to set boundaries or it's not okay. Like, I don't know, there's something about them being family or because you share DNA or whatever 
makes you the family, right? Like we're obligated to maybe play the role we always played or to keep them happy. Well, yeah, but then there's also a flip side to that because here, as a grown-up, I mean, this is what I I did want to bring this up, so I'm glad you said that. Um, Setting boundaries is for personal contentment and to be able to say, I'm not going to be treated like a fucking doormat anymore. (laughs) I'm not going to be the doormat anymore, so that's why I'm instilling boundaries. But there comes a point where you just are stating boundaries that are really just stuff you don't want to do. And as an adult in America, you do have obligatory things that you have to do in Mm -hmm. this lifetime. You know, take your kids, help your kids get to school on time. Like there is shit that you have to do that you don't want to do, but you are obligated to do so. As a parent, as my first and foremost, but even like an ailing parent, like there's a million reasons for you to be obligated to something. Um, I don't, I don't, I see a lot from people who a boundary is supposed to not block you off from people, like, you know, isolate you and block you off. It's supposed to be a chain link fence that, like, keeps you in the circle with people um, around you, right? Well, like you said earlier, allows you to show up as your best self. Right. And when you... It's the obligatory is a slippery slope because there are things that you have obligations to and you can't just let's say you don't want to go to something because your divorced parents are coming and they're both dating new people and it's awkward and you're like fuck that I'm not dealing with it so you like set boundaries I'm air quoting if you don't watch the YouTube but you set boundaries right mm-hmm. really you're just not wanting to go so then that's not a boundary just say I'm not I don't want to come I don't feel I'm not ready I don't I'm not willing I'm not into this like there is a difference between boundaries and shit you don't want to do yeah I think more so the obligation of like putting up with toxic shit or toxic people like because they're family we feel we have the obligation to put up with shit that we really shouldn't have to put up with right no family does not equal like if your family's toxic, like you don't have to put up with that. Yeah, Dr. Laura always says, "What is it? Just because you she talks when she talks about sibling uh, problems, just because you share DNA with two, you have the same parents and DNA does not mean you're going to be close and have friends and you have to have a relationship with them." Um, which I always thought was interesting because mm-hmm. most people wouldn't see it that way. Because as a parent myself, you want your siblings to be close and your kids to be close and mm-hmm. like. It, form this relationship but sometimes it's just not there oh yeah it's Especially not there or yeah, yeah if they're toxic or yep yeah. so yeah i think there's like the the hiding or blocking is resist it's hard to resist isolating once you start because once you start becoming a boundary boss like you get into it you're clicking your boundary setting and before you know it you're like wait i overdid <laughs> went a little too far with went that one a little too far and i'm like all by myself and i'm sad <laughs> so that's the other side of the coin is like be careful resist the urge to completely block yourself off from people because the point of boundaries is not to block people off from you mm-hmm. it's to create a respectful open communication standard style type relationship yeah protect your peace and respectful yes respectful emphasis on respectful. emphasis on respectful um 
But I think that that's going, so when you set the boundary moving forward, not looking backward, like you're no longer, when you decide to make the choice to set boundaries, we're not going to look back and like about at what happened or why you're setting the boundary. We're not going to use that as fuel for anything anymore Mm -hmm. because from that boundary on, it's a whole new game. Yeah. No, I agree because I feel like if you start looking back, then you're just going to get wrapped up in overthinking and questioning yourself and guilt for setting the boundaries. And clearly I've done that. Time or two. Yeah. <laughs> Once or twice. Yeah. Um, but I think that, honestly, so having the follow-through, and, and it, that's where it goes, it, you slide back into this old pattern and the guilt and the, the my, you know, now everybody hates me, and, and you overthink it, mm-hmm. overthink it, overthink it. Yeah, you get stuck in your head. And then you're fucked. Yeah. I mean, royally. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So I think, like, there's, you know, boundary-setting work requires an aspect of self-love, right? You have to be willing to go to the root of our belief systems of not feeling worthy of what you, th- what you know demands respect, mm-hmm. right? Or how you let other people treat you. So it's like not feeling worthy, not being good enough. And then once you work on that rooted self-acceptance, self-love piece that you are enough, then it's a matter of integrating all the parts, I get, you know, the shattered parts, broken parts, like integrating them, putting them back together again and coming back to a wholeness of this is me mm-hmm. unapologetically. Like this is me. I'm sorry if you're struggling to handle that I don't want to stay at your house for the holiday, but this is me, this is who I am, I've worked really hard to accept who I am, and that's that. Now, you don't have to say all that to the person, I'm just, that's your pep talk to yourself. I've worked really hard to, you know, accept where I am and to be who I am, and this is the hard line. This is where, if you want me at your holiday, I'm staying in a hotel. Well, yeah, it's learning to be okay with the discomfort of saying no, so that way you can show up who you are and who you want to be versus who you think someone else wants or needs you to be. Yeah. And also you brought up a, um, a point earlier, which is actually a good point because no is a complete sentence. N- no, I can't come. No, I won't come. Whatever. You, you don't need to over-explain. Mm-hmm. And in most cases with boundaries, I think Anna was 100% right. You're not going to be explaining why you're doing what you're doing. I just think with families, it's trickier because of the ingrained dysfunction and yeah. the like reverting to, to yeah. your childhood, reverting to old patterns. And like those, those are hard, hard, hard God. to eliminate from your ecosystem. Yeah. Even the healthiest, most, you know, Buddha himself would backpedal with parents around. Mm-hmm. I mean, quite frankly. So it's, it's a never ending process. N- always never yeah. ending. But making sure that you like, when you say what you want is your boundary, that you say it confidently, and that if you have to make a script, if you have to put it in your phone, if you have to recite, 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 then do that. Yeah. And when practice with somebody. Yeah. I mean, it's not, it's harder because of the familial ties, but it's not hard. Once you start flexing the muscle, trust me, it becomes it's, easier and easier each time. Yeah. Don't you think? I would assume. <laughs> You have a right to enjoy your holiday and your time with people and who you share your energy with. And if you're not enjoying those things and you feel overwhelmed and you feel like people step all over you, then I guess I 
would encourage you just to look inward and know that you are enough to set boundaries and to be able to stand for yourself yeah. in a confident way. Yeah. I think it's perfect. That's all I got. Yeah. That's all I got for the third time. Oh, my God. <laughs> I feel like we probably have some mixed pieces of, uh, I don't even know. Uh, mixing the episodes, uh, for sure. For sure. So if it's so. confusing, sorry. <laughs> Bear with us. We, uh, you know. <laughs> Listen, you guys, head over to the Facebook group, the um, my, my so-called healing community, yes. because um, on the 28th of November, we're going to hop in and live and connect with uh, the new members of the group because we just started it. So that's what we're doing. Anna doesn't know. I was going to say, this is I'm finding out like, same time. Yeah, <laughs> because Anna will resist the urge. But no, we're going to do a live and we're going to just it's going to be called a chat and something, maybe a sip and chat or a paint, whatever. I'll art, do art and Anna will drink wine and we'll just. <laughs> Get to know you all Feels a right. little bit a little bit more intimately. So head over to the Facebook group. We'll link it in the show notes and we'll see you guys next week. Yes. Have oh. a happy Thanksgiving. Oh God. Yeah. <laughs> Bye. Clearly <laughs> words are hard at this point. <laughs> oh my God. I feel like they're always hard. It's exceptionally hard. <laughs>